Being a better human means being aware of your energy and what you bring into the room. Do you ever feel like you are the only one living a life that is too hard to handle? Welcome to the In Raw Life podcast, where we're going to talk about real life in its raw form. Each week, we'll dive into the stuff that nobody really likes to talk about because it's uncomfortable, painful, a little awkward, or just weird. We want to normalize all of that and help you realize that you can live out your dream even in life's messiness. I'm Sierra. And I'm Jessica. And we're living our dream lives in real life, in raw life. Welcome back to the In Raw Life podcast. Thank you so much for joining us every week, too. Can I just give a shout out to all of our regulars? Hey, thank you for continuing to come back. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And how. <laughs> so today we are going to talk about your confidence. How is it doing? Is Do you have it in check? Do you waver? Like if you look at a scale of confidence to insecurity, where are you on that scale? Ugh. That is what we're going to cover today. But first, we're going to do our rawality check. Jessica, tell me what's raw. What? What? No, nothing. I'm something? just oh, I'm interacting you, you pointed with you. at me. <laughs> I thought you were like, you totally messed up that intro and I hate it. <laughs> Look at my confidence. It totally it totally crushed for no reason. Oh, we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> we better deal with that later. Okay. Tell me your rawality. My rawality is I am in a really good place, like I said last week, mm-hmm. and I'm getting a slight bit scared. Mm. I have a lot of things on my plate, but I'm putting them there myself, and I enjoy that, but I'm a little mm-hmm. bit scared that it it, well, not even scared. I know it's going to have a downturn at some point because mm-hmm. that's life, it, you know, hills and valleys. And I'm scared of that. I don't want it to happen. I just want to keep that's the worst. I want to keep this high. I like it. <laughs> okay. So you didn't ask for it, but I'm going to give you my advice anyway. Okay. Because that's what we do. You are not living in the present moment. Mm. So. I would highly recommend some meditations and affirmations saying, I am in the present moment. Yes. (laughs) Just like that. You have to say it as if you are Zen. (laughs) I am in the present moment. Well, see, that's the thing, though. I feel like I am. It's just that little tiny thing in the back of my head that's like, you know, every night I, I lay down and before I go to sleep, I like do my prayers and I do my thankful my gratitude stuff. I'm like, thank you for this. Thank you for that. And then after I'm done with that, I'm like, and thank you for when I have my downturn and when I'm down there, I'm going to have the faith to know it's just going to go right back up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they say, like the growing pains, mm-hmm. like whatever, like when your kid has growing pains, it's what it means they're growing, which is actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. So my kid is growing. That's another reality check. I cannot, I cannot even say that rawality out loud because it just will make me so sad. Okay, Sierra, what's yours? (laughs) What's yours today now? Okay, mine is the fact that everything is changing daily and I'm having, it's very frustrating. Like I think, okay, I finally have it all together. I figured out our schedule. And then like today, for example, we're supposed to, I thought, oh, 
Gray usually takes a super long nap in the morning. That will be the time to podcast. Arrow stopped taking a nap, so I'm going to stop trying to podcast on his nap because that's non-existent. Let's do it. The longest nap of the baby, which is 11 a.m. And here we are. It's almost two because today's when the baby decided he doesn't want to do a morning nap anymore. Mm. And I just feel like that is has been my whole week. Every time I go out to walk, it starts to thunder or becomes scorching hot when it was cold. Everything, like every step, every forward step I am taking is instantly met by some sort of conflict. And my mind is already, um, I feel like I have a lot of boxes open because I literally have a lot of boxes open (laughs) around my house because we just got back from vacation. So stuff is everywhere. And so as my mind is like, okay, I got to put this stuff away. I'm processing all of that. I'm processing the changes in my children and my brain just doesn't, when, when there's so, when there's too much to process, my brain shuts down and I just stand there and eat at the kitchen counter. Like hmm. that's my, that sounds... I don't know what to do. So I freeze with food in my mouth. Just hmm. home. I can picture that. Well, <laughs> let me give you some advice on this. Yay. I like it. I think we've talked about this before. Brain dump. Yeah. Just get out. I don't care if it's like your notes in your phone or a piece of paper that you will, even if you lose track of it, but hopefully not, paste it to the fridge or wherever is important to you and just literally write out all the tasks you can think of that you have on your mind, all of the worries that you have, even if it's not a task and just everything. And then your mind will be clear and you have this amazing list to look at. Like, okay, that, that will be okay. That will be okay. Let me like say, this needs to get done first. This needs to get done second. And then you go from there. That's so interesting that you say to write down your worries. Cause I never considered doing that mm-hmm. even because, okay, so what I've, I've tried to write out a list the past couple of days. And what I end up doing is I sit there ready to write the list. And then I think, Okay, what do I need to do first? And then I'm thinking so much about that. You know, don't put it in order. And that's, but then I think, oh, but if I don't put it in order, how am I going to know what to do? But I didn't even think like, why don't I just write out everything, mm-hmm. including my worries, and mm-hmm. then look at that list and I can rewrite it in order. Mm-hmm. Man, why didn't I think of that? That's so obvious. That's we all have our specialties. Yep. <laughs> and we all have our very special moments like that. <laughs> Okay. So, okay. So the reason I wanted to focus on insecurities is because I was thinking about my own insecurities and I don't, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just me, but maybe you can relate, Jessica. The older I get, the more and the longer I know someone, or maybe it's also the fact that I'm like obsessed with the Enneagram and starting to learn that. But the more I get to know someone, the more I'm able to see other people's insecurities Whereas before I thought they were just being a jerk or just having a bad day or like whatever, I'd brush it off and be mad at them. And now I'm able to link why they're mad to Mm -hmm. their insecurities or acting like a jerk to their, the things that they're insecure about. Isn't that interesting? Do you do that? I don't know how, I don't know if it was a lifelong thing or only as I've gotten older and mature and wise. Yeah. I've, I've always read people pretty well. And I also have that that key piece of I always or most of the time believe the best in people mm-hmm. as long as I can read that they are, you know, yeah, even if they're not a good person. I can read them pretty well and like understand them and believe the best in them. But yeah, definitely. I don't, I mean, the Enneagram helps even more. But even before mm-hmm. that, I understood like, oh, they're being a jerk because 
they probably feel blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or for some, or I knew at least for some reason, if not the reason why. Well, for me, I thought about my mom, who I've known my whole life, and I used to just get mad at instantly. But now I'm able to see that she is a two. So often, whenever she does something that makes me upset, it's not because she's trying to upset me. It's because I must have done something to her to make her feel unloved mm. or or something else is happening in her life where she's not feeling a lot of love. And that is why her, like, whatever she's doing is out of that versus out of actually being mad at me or not thinking the best mm-hmm. of me or whatever. That was something I just recently realized. So, I don't know. Now Now that I look at other people and my friends, I mean, I've always loved people and forgiven people easily, but I don't ever think I've, I've really analyzed why they are saying the things they're saying or acting mm-hmm. the way they're acting. And I'm lear- learning, not just my mom, but like with everybody, like, oh, okay, this is a moment of insecurity and... I can't take what they're saying as truth because I don't think they're speaking from who they really are. Mm -hmm. And that's also the reason I wanted to talk about it because I wanted to encourage people to speak how you really feel and then we'll all understand each other better instead of putting up these fronts and speaking from your insecurities and then people think you're a jerk or people think you don't like them or people, you know, when, when you're acting out of a lie in order to protect yourself or protect others from getting hurt, really it's causing more hurt to yourself and others, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, isn't that kind of what this podcast is all about is opening up and having those conversations so that we can understand each other better and understand ourselves better so that we can have better relationships. I remember, remember the first, how, how long had we been friends when we went on our first vacation together? Like road trip? Yeah, like the super long road trip where we went up to not just not just to North Carolina, but we went like all the way to New Jersey. It was like a long trip. I feel like we weren't friends that long. I don't know, maybe just one year. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I feel like it could have been 07. No, he got back in 07. No. No, he didn't. He left in 07. It was two years. (laughs) The nitty gritties. It doesn't matter. Okay. Well, anyway... I remember like being on that trip and even though we had done road trips together, this was our first like full long vacation together. And so we had a lot of stuff. It was a lot of learning. I remember mm-hmm. from this, mm-hmm. this trip because we, it was like a full week. It was, it was long. It was cause we drove all the way to New Jersey. We went to my family's. We went to your dad's. We did, we went to DC. We did everything. Mm-hmm. And so we were both in our young twenties at the time like brand new 20s. And so we're still figuring out stuff about ourselves and still figuring out like stuff about each other because our friendship was fairly new. And I just remember like feeling the whole time, like we, I learned a lot of our differences on that trip, mm-hmm. but I remember not wanting to say anything. Like I didn't want to to impose anything. So like mm-hmm. you like to fall asleep to TV and I don't like falling asleep to TV and we always slept in the same rooms. So I remember that being yeah. <laughs> like a point of contention. Like, what do we do? Yeah. I have a hard time sleeping to TV. You have a hard time sleeping without. So I think I ended up just staying awake. And then when you fall asleep, I try to sneak to the TV, TV remote and turn it off. Oh, I remember maybe, I don't know if it was that trip or not, but I remember like falling asleep with headphones in. So I had something cause the TV wasn't on. 
Yeah, I think halfway through, it came to that point. Mm -hmm. And it was just so funny. Like, I feel like we were dancing Mm -hmm. over it the whole time and trying to, like, make each other happy instead of just being like, hey, like, why don't we figure this out? Like, right now, I feel like I'd be like, Jess, I got to go. I'm going to go sleep in the other room or something. Mm -hmm. (gasps) I feel like now we would have a conversation about it versus dancing around it because we didn't know each other as well and we didn't have the confidence that we do today. But I still have those moments with people I don't know as well. But I'm trying to make them less and less, and I'm trying to – I've learned that about myself, that when I just say it like it is, it takes – it saves so much time mm-hmm. from beating around the bush and going through all this, like, are you okay with this? I don't know. Am I okay with this? Like, you know, that back and forth. Yeah. I definitely – I'm more outspoken as I've gotten older, but doesn't necessarily mean that it always works either. What do you mean? So, like, I'm trying to think back to, like, some different situations where, you know, I say, hey, like, how about we just do it, do, like, this is what needs to get done. And if that, like, if the other person's not someone to step up, I'll step up and say, hey, like, let's do it this way. But then it doesn't mm-hmm. always work still. So that can be. Like, what will happen instead? It just doesn't happen. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and then you still have to, you go back to the dancing around the subject or whatever? Kind of. Or you just take charge or take a different path. Yeah. But don't you think it – do you think it still saves you time because you at least put it out there? So now you know, okay, that's not – I think it's best that it that I put it out there, yeah. Yeah. Because that's a learning moment too. I also – I've been thinking – like I love the, the people – like when you watch a sh- – TV shows, so sometimes that's fiction, but sometimes it's reality. The people who just walk in and own the place and then stuff happens because they did it with confidence. Mm-hmm. And my best example of that is the movie Catch Me If You Can, which is based on the real life story of, mm-hmm. oh my God, if I don't say that guy's name, Jay's going to be so mad. Hold on. You have to cut this out. <laughs> Frank Abagnale. Oh. Jay's going to be like, Sierra, come on. No. (laughs) Um, But it follows his real life. And he did. I mean, if you haven't seen this movie, watch it. And I might spoil it. No, I won't. I mean, it's just like this guy in real life went through all of these things. He became a doctor, a lawyer, a pilot, all from walking into something and saying, yeah, this is what I do. And acting like he already did it. Mm -hmm. And that's just... I mean, frightening if it's a pilot, but <laughs> still, <laughs> he still made it work somehow. And I mean, minus all the like fraud stuff that he did, like that's not, let's not do that. But I just think it's cool if you have the confidence to take charge and to take action, how it can change your life. So mm-hmm. instead of going in and lying about your credentials and taking a job you're not qualified for, but if you still use that same mentality for a job you are qualified for and walk in and say, hey, this is what I should be doing. You need me. Like we kind of talked about that in another podcast recently. I just, I'm a firm believer that you should stand charge and be like, this is what I can do. And I know I'm going to be amazing and Mm -hmm. deal with it. If you don't believe it, you're lost. I'm going to go to somebody who does. Yeah. I mean, I, I give this talk to lots of friends and myself too, telling people, you know, if you don't, if you don't have the confidence that you can do it, you're not going to be able to do it. If you think you can't, it's not going to happen. But if you think you can or you know you can, you have a way better chance. 
It's all about tricking your own mind. Yeah. Because, and so I was, when I was telling Jessica about this topic, I was saying that I think what, like you said, tricking your own mind, I think your mind will believe whatever you tell it. Mm-hmm. And so if you say, <laughs> I use my friendship with Jessica as an example. So if I was to say, if, if like Jessica didn't text me back or something and I was to say, oh my gosh, she didn't text me back today. She must be mad at me. And that like that, if I keep that thought process and then I still don't hear from her, it'll just get worse. And then I'll be like, oh my gosh, she's not just mad at me. She probably never liked me to begin with. Oh my gosh. Why is she even doing this podcast with me? She probably is doing it in order to make me look like a fool because she wants me to look like a fool and make a fool of myself. You know what? I didn't even realize this. I hate Jessica. That's that's just the logical conclusion. She's my enemy. What have I been doing with my life? (laughs) <laughs> no, so that's a little bit dramatic. But it's really funny because that plays on the differences in us too. Like my thought process goes to My thought process doesn't really go there. I was saying it I know. Could. But it's funny like how you just that's like what came out naturally from like you oh, trying to like oh, okay, go there. Okay. Cause my thought process is usually not she's mad at me, is uh she doesn't have the time for me. Uh she doesn't like me. She doesn't love me. Nobody loves me. Nobody responds to me. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, it goes down that kind of spiral. Mm, yes. So that's funny. That that one's that one's much more logical. <laughs> well, no, it's not necessarily – oh, thanks. It's logical. Nobody loves me. No, no. <laughs> I feel super confident right now. I just meant that that is something that your brain most likely believes versus Jessica hates me. Like, that wasn't a real logical – But no, I think like, some – some people's minds, that is logical. Oh, they must hate me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying that's, that's true. you know, the difference in different people is how it goes. You know, like, I don't go, oh, I hate that person. I go, oh, I'm so sad that they don't love me. Okay. So, so no matter which way your brain goes for the insecurity route, if you switch it, like just the same way that one negative thought perpetuates another one, if you change your way of thinking mm-hmm. and instantly stop the perpetual... Uh, down spiral negative self-talk yeah then i think you can you can shift it towards growth of a positive self-talk so we can take the same instance of jessica not texting me back and me saying like if i say oh she's not texting me back she probably is mad at me wait a second that's a lie stop that right there lie you cannot tell me these things mm-hmm. i will not listen to you brain i think jessica loves me if she was mad at me, she would probably tell me. Because Jessica does love me. Jessica's one of my best friends. Oh my gosh. Jessica and I have one of the best friendships in the entire world. <laughs> and we're such a good team that we podcast together. And that must mean our podcast rocks. And our podcast is going to become amazing one day. And oh my gosh, I can't wait until I get to talk to Jessica again next time. <laughs> like totally different mindset. Totally different track. I don't know. Did your, Where did your logical brain take you on that one? <laughs> On this. Uh, Same place? Yeah, probably. <laughs> so here's another aspect of like insecurities versus confidence. I think another way that we lie to ourselves a lot is when we're scrolling through Instagram mm-hmm. or even listening to podcasts. That's why we do the rawality check so that you're not thinking like, oh, these girls really have their ish together and I am, what am I doing? But I am guilty of this constantly. When I see somebody's success mm-hmm. or perfect picture, perfect Instagram filtered life, I think, wow, they've got it together. 
wow, I am 33 years old and I still don't have my act together. What is wrong with me? And that perpetuates like, I suck at life. I suck as a mom. I suck as a wife, blah, 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 blah. And it just spirals down from there. Mm -hmm. When it's not the case, that's just what those people choose to share because they're not going to share them crying on the bathroom floor because they're cleaning up poop for the fifth time that day or whatever. Mm -hmm. Not that that happened to me yesterday or anything. Yeah, no, nothing. Nothing like that. Yeah, uh, I've talked about that before too. In the Instagram perfect life or the Insta life or whatever you want to call it, you got to make sure that who you follow and what you're looking at and what you're surrounding yourself by, I know we've talked about that a lot in the past too, is what's going to help you be your best you. And being your best you is having your confidence and knowing when you need to speak that back into yourself too and being surrounded by and reading things and looking at things that help you speak that confidence into yourself instead of feeding your insecurities. So that is a perfect segue. (laughs) Segue time. I thought Talking about being confident is great and all, but how do you actually do it? You can talk about it till the cows come home, but unless those cows are carrying confidence milk, what are you going to do? So, mm. <laughs> That's an image. Do you like that visual? Just got confidence. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay. Reeling it in. So the way to drink your confidence milk I have, I have nine tips on how to drink your confidence milk or on how to be confident. But before I give my tips, I wanted to give a quote from Maxwell Maltz, who was an American cosmetic surgeon and author of Psycho-Cybernetics, which was a system of ideas that he claimed could improve one's self-image, leading to a more successful and fulfilling life. <laughs> Anyway, he said that low self-esteem is like driving through life with your handbrake on. And that gave me such a visual because Mm -hmm. I've definitely driven places with my, with my parking brake. Have Mm -hmm. you done that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, why is it going so slow? Why do I keep stopping so much faster? So yeah, there's, take that visual with your confidence milk. Okay. So these are the nine tips to be confident. The first one is kick your negative thoughts to the curb. Mm -hmm. So whatever lies, like we've already covered this pretty much, but when you tell yourself lies, it perpetuates. So just as soon as you know, hey, this probably is more of an insecure thought than based on truth, kick it to the curb. That takes practice too. It's not going to come easy. Mm -hmm. You'll have to work at doing that. You'll have to like catch yourself and say, oh, wait a second, stop, kick it to the curb. And then over time, then it becomes a little bit more natural. Were you the one who told me who's telling me that? Or where did I learn that? Mm, I don't know. No. Somebody recently said whenever they hear something that is – Sounds familiar. That may be a lie, they say – like they've heard this that – oh, no, it was Jay's mom. Jay's mom told me this. Okay. Mm -hmm. She says like whenever you think something like, oh, maybe this person doesn't like me. Maybe this person's judging me. Mm -hmm. Ask yourself, who told me that? Mm-hmm. because is it is it yourself? Because then you can't trust that because you really don't know. Is it the person themselves? Okay, obviously it's true. Is it, you know, your cousin is telling you that your other cousin doesn't like you? Okay, well, like, there's who knows what really happened in the middle there. So you have to, like, whenever you're telling yourself or whenever you hear something that's unpleasant, 
ask yourself, like, where did that come from to dissect if it's actually based on truth or not? I like that thought. Mm, I do too. So the second way to be confident, and I like this one so much, is to visualize what you want to look like. And I think that applies to confidence all over. If you want to be confident in the way you look physically, if you want to be confident mentally, emotionally, all of that, you can visualize a healthy body, visualize standing tall, um, visualize yourself as the ideal person. If it's like you want a job, visualize yourself going into that job and being the best interview candidate that person has ever seen. And that can boost your confidence to become, to put yourself there, to get your body and mind and emotional well-being to the place that you desire. And I put that one second to kicking the negative thoughts to the curb because I think that if you, when you start to visualize those negative thoughts will pop in and they'll be like, oh, well, yeah, that would be nice and all, but I could never, I'll never get six pack abs, whatever the case may be. Well, if you say never, you're never going to get those six-pack abs. Mm -hmm. But if you think, you know what? No, I've seen Kyle Larson's wife had two babies and has six-pack abs, so I can do that too. (laughs) Kyle Larson's a race car driver. He's my favorite. Anyway, so the third one is affirmations, which we always talk about saying I am, even like starting with the affirmation, I am confident. I am not going to be distracted in my interview. I am beautiful. I am whatever, whatever it is that the confidence that you want to have. And if it maybe it has to do with insecurities on your thoughts of somebody else, you can say, I am a good friend. So like, if you think that somebody doesn't like you, remind yourself, I am a good friend. There's no reason they don't like me. If mm-hmm. they don't, that's their loss. Mm-hmm. Cause I am awesome. Yeah. I'm great. And then The fourth one is get to know yourself. Uh, I got this from zenhabits.com. They say, when going into battle, the wisest general, oh baby, when going into battle, the wisest general learns to know his enemy very well because you can't defeat the enemy without knowing him. So when you're trying to overcome a negative self-image and replace it with self-confidence, the enemy is yourself. So you have to get to know yourself better Mm -hmm. so you can fight off the negative. Isn't that cool? And when you know yourself really well, it's easier to be confident because then you you learn your your real true strengths and what you're good at and maybe what you're not so good at. And then you can be confident in what you're great at. Yeah. I love, I love knowing what I'm not good at. And then like being proud of that. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I am not the most organized and that's okay. Because I'm, I'm proud to know that about myself so that I can strengthen it where I can and rely on others where I can't. Like, I can call Jessica and be like, dude, I need, I got this list and I don't know what to do with it. Help. Uh-huh. And then I think also when you're, when I, maybe that's a challenge we should give each other is to be proud of our weaknesses, of our imperfections. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then the more proud you are of, who you really are with your imperfections, the stronger your confidence is for the other things. Because you're like, yeah, if my imperfections are cool, think about how awesome my perfections are. Yeah, and when you can so fully admit what your downfalls are, 
that shows confidence too. Like, hey, I'm confident enough that I can tell you what I'm not great at. Mm, yeah. And that's and yes. people will respect you more for that. I fully agree with that. I love the respect that comes from being imperfect or mm-hmm. sometimes inadequate. Transparent. Yes. It's much better. Then think about like the, the cocky person who's like, I got this. I totally got this. You totally lose your, your respect for them when mm-hmm. somebody acts like they've got it and then they mess it up. Yeah. Respect gone. But if they come to you humbly and say, hey, I have this job, but I'm not the best equipped for this part of it. Could you help me? Mm-hmm. Respect. Mm-hmm. Respect earned. Ding. Okay. Step five is to change your posture. So this includes, like I mentioned earlier, standing tall and smiling. Because I think that when you, like Tony Robbins actually talks a lot about this. Mm-hmm. He says that affirmations are not enough. You have to like physically take on whatever it is you're trying to affirm. So Mm -hmm. if you want to be the right person for the job, you have to act like the right person for the job. You have to stand tall, take deep, like take a confident breath and, and visualize yourself as that role. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I, I added smile in there because I, my mom always says, she always says this when I'm sad. Like, I feel like I didn't even tell her I'm sad, but she just knows it. And she'll always say, you can't be unhappy when you're smiling or something mm. like that, or you can't not be happy. And she says that, and I'm like, is it true? And then without, when I feel like she's not looking, I'll like yeah. smile to see. And it works every time. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm a little happier. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, dress for the part that you want. Or I've heard many different speakers say, you know, like right before a public speaking thing or something that you need a, an extra boost of confidence, like do the superwoman pose. And that just so, what? What's that? Where you, like you know you, you put your, or Superman for men, you put your shoulders back, you put your like fist on your hips, and you just kind of stand there, like, proud. Oh, and it yeah. puts you in a certain mood. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. So uh, tip six is focus on the solution, not the problem. So mm-hmm. instead of saying, "Yeah, you don't like that one, Gray." I'm sorry. Instead of saying, "I'm too shy," "I'm too fat," "I'm too stupid." Um, not things that I think you should ever say to yourself. If, when I hear people say like, oh, I'm so stupid. It makes me so mad. Like, don't say that because it's not true. And the more you say it, the more you will start to act like you are stupid because you believe that about yourself. So instead focus on the solution, which is I'm putting myself out there. I'm sticking to my weight loss regimen. I am educating myself 10 minutes a day. Whatever the solution is to solve this lie that you're telling yourself, Mm -hmm. or maybe it is a truth, perhaps not as terrible as you're speaking it to be, but does this even make sense? (laughs) Do my words even make sense? Yeah, no, it makes sense. It's, you need to take the, the positive solution direction and tell yourself that because if you're only focusing on the problem and not what you're going to do about it, then it's just going to keep being a problem, Mm -hmm. whether it's true or not. Yes. Exactly that. So, okay, tip seven is to exercise. And this is whether you need confidence in weight loss or not. Just um, the act of exercising and getting yourself moving is so good for your emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. So I am a huge advocate that you should push yourself. Like do whatever exercise is pushing yourself a little bit. So if like you don't exercise at all, then just go for a walk. If you do walk daily, like try a run or try an at-home workout or try some yoga, but getting your body moving fuels your mind to help you have 
healthier self-confidence, healthier emotional well-being, all of that. Mm -hmm. So number eight is this new thing that I just found, and I think Jessica and I might try it. It's called rejection therapy. Rejection therapy is the act of putting yourself out there in a way that you know will be rejected. So there's this one entrepreneur that did a hundred days of this. Like every single day he tried something different to that he knew that he assumed people would say no to. Um, and one of them was asking Krispy Kreme donuts for Olympic shaped donuts and as like ridiculous things that he always assumed would be no, but in a lot of cases he did get rejected, but in some cases like the Krispy Kreme situation, they not only made Olympic shaped donuts, but they gave it to him for free simply because they loved his creativity. So putting yourself out there and doing things that you assume will get rejected one helps you to overcome that fear of rejection and two can give you some opportunities that you never expected, which will in turn build your confidence. Sorry, there's a baby screaming through my confidence boost. (laughs) Number nine is be proud of who you are. And that is something, I mean, we talk about all the time and have covered pretty much throughout this episode, but I just wanted to reaffirm that like who you are is wonderful and your imperfections are beautiful because that's who makes, that's what makes who you are. And so I think when you give yourself permission to be proud of who you are, it helps you to have more confidence and to be grateful for every aspect of you. Mm -hmm. There's only one you ever, ever, ever. And the world needs that. Mm -hmm. Those are my nine tips. I like it. Thank you for those tips. (laughs) Rejection therapy terrifies me, but it's also a little bit exciting. I know, me too. I don't even know what I would do. Well, there's a list. The guy who did 100, I think he wrote out a list of the 100 things you can do. So I think we need to try like 30 days of rejection therapy. Oh, that's so scary. Okay, maybe. Yep. Mm -hmm. No, but that's the thing is at the end of his 100 days, like rejection just was not even a fear because I think about it, if you do it over and over every single day, expecting rejection, getting rejection, it's like, all right, whatever. Rejection's no not the deal. fear for me. It's the act of doing it. <laughs> Remember, well, yeah. I don't like to make myself a fool of myself. Right. Well, that's what the rejection is. Like that's making that, I guess. like rejection, uh, fear of rejection is making a fool of yourself. Like you don't ask the guy out because what if he says no? Well, you don't ask the guy out because you're married, Sierra. Shoot. Well, oh man. Yep. No. I, but yes, you don't. Their fear of rejection is the fear of looking like a fool. Yeah. True. Yeah. That's what we got to get over. We can do it. We're going to make it happen. (gasps) Okay. I know. Petrifying. Petrifying. What's going to happen is it's going to be. We're going to be, after our 30 days, we're going to be chasing the high of getting rejected. So we're going to end up going the full 100. I can see Mm. it now. Okay. (laughs) Shake on it. That's it. That's all I got for us today. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that you enjoyed our confident conversation. We know that you enjoyed. (laughs) Yes. Girl. We also are confident that you will keep coming back and believe that you probably want to be on the show. If that's the case, please send us a recording of what you think it means to be a better human so we can feature you at the opening of one of our episodes. In order to get that to us, 
send it to podcast at inrawlife.com. And since we know that you love us so, so much, we know that you are going to share our podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen so that others know that we're an awesome podcast to listen to. And when you're listening, screenshot it and share it to your Instagram stories and your Facebook stories. Text it to your best friend, your mom, your favorite aunt, maybe even your least favorite aunt and say, hey, this is an awesome podcast to listen to. I just have to say, by you saying how much you know that they're going to share it, I feel like we're just doing such great things and they're going to share it. Like, it seriously just changed my mentality by you saying we know. So thank you for that. You're welcome. And you can find us on Instagram at the In Raw Life Podcast. Until next week, take your Superwoman or Superman stance. Have a little extra confidence, change those negative thoughts, and when you go grocery shopping, make sure that you pick up some confidence milk. (laughs) Bye-bye. Now I know if you're smiling or crying with your eyes. That's a game that Emlyn likes to play with me lately. Let's see, this is a, when we listen back to it, it's like a, a sign of the times. We play a game when we have our masks on at a store. She says, am I smiling or not right now? And she tries to like change her eyes to what her mouth should be doing. It's so cute. <laughs> but I get her every time because I know that she's trying to do the opposite. Why, garbage man? Why? Seriously? Why do you have to come whenever I podcast? Are you sure you want to go here? Really, Dex? Really? (laughs) That was not a logical brain for my way to take. So rejection therapy is a... Oh, baby. What is that segue joke? Speaking of segues, is that the joke? Okay, Jerry Seinfeld. What is with these segues? Rejection therapy. (laughs) I don't know what to do. Little cow. Often it's male. (laughs) Oh, I know. I I know where this is going to go. And when you go grocery shopping next, make sure that you pick up. (laughs) Confidence. (laughs) I can't look at you. You got it. Embody the confidence. I'm too tired for this shit. Pick up a. (laughs) It's just one of those times. Carton, gallon, jug. I'm just going to say some. Stop the madness. Here's your confidence. Burr, burr, burr.